Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Do not fear, only believe. The message of today's gospel. Now this Sunday is traditionally called the Sunday of Jairus or Jairus's daughter Sunday. But with the Revised Common Lectionary, they've connected the story of Jairus with the story of the woman with the issue of blood. She, uh, we, or we, we put that part back in. To start off, Jairus, who is the head of, a, of the synagogue, uh, a very prominent and powerful figure in Judaism, has a daughter who is gravely ill, 12 years old we are told, and he falls down before Jesus and begs Jesus to heal her. So this in itself is a huge sight, a huge thing that one of the most pow- more powerful figures in Judaism, the head of the synagogue, falls down at the feet of Christ and begs him to heal his daughter. Jesus agrees, but he's caused such a commotion that he must push through this huge impressing crowd. And while he does so, the hem of his garment is touched. Now, within that, we get one of the most underwhelming, at least in my opinion, or understated stories of the Bible. It says, and there was a woman who had had a flow of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. And that's what I want us to consider this morning, although the story of the daughter of Jairus is miraculous and there's much to consider, let us contemplate the woman with the issue of blood. Twelve years before this happens, she was having her regular monthly cycles, which meant under Mosaic laws that for a few days she would become ritually impure communally impure. For a few days, she could not cook for her family. She could not take meals with her family. She could not hug or touch her children. She could not hug or touch or share a bed with her husband. She would have to remove herself from society for a few days. And there was um, a house, a lodging within each Jewish community for such a thing. And after a few days, though, she would go back to her family, back to sharing meals and doing the business of the house, back to going to the markets, back to hugging her children and hugging her husband, back to being normal for another 28 days. But it did not stop. It continued on. And so, no more cooking meals for her family, providing for her family and her role, no more sharing in their meals and conversations and love, no more hugging or touching her children or her husband, no more going out to the marketplace for fear of touching or being ritually impure and causing ritual impurity for others. She became an outcast, a nobody. Now they called the physicians and they tried and tried again and spent their fortune on them. But she became anemic, 
sickly. She became depressed. A woman acquainted with sorrows and grief. She became a nobody. A sickly nobody. And for 12 years, the length of our compulsory education in this country, the length of the life of the daughter of Jairus, she was a nobody. Everything that she identified herself by was gone save one thing. Save her obedience to Jewish law, her faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. One day, she overhears from her window, or one of the ladies of town told her about Jesus and that he was passing through. And so, in a desperate bid, she sacrifices the last shred of her identity. She covers herself, sneaks into this huge crowd, and somehow touches the hem of Jesus' garment somehow reaches through the crowd, touches perhaps his prayer shawl. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I shall be made well. And what happens? Immediately the hemorrhage ceased and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. She felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. I think it's very important, or it's not a small thing. There is no prayer said over this woman. There's no conversation. She reaches out and does something physical. She reaches out and touches the hem of Jesus' garment, perhaps around his ankle. She reaches out and touches his garment. And with this physical action, with her touching the hem of Jesus' garment, she's healed. Her life returns. She's born again. She becomes somebody, not a nobody. And Jesus says as much. We lose something in the translation from the Greek. But in our gospel this morning, it says, Jesus said, who touched my garments? The Greek is somebody touched my garments. She who had been isolated, sick, alone, misunderstood, outcast, a nobody touches Jesus and she's a somebody again. She's healed, made whole. And that's awesome. If we think about that in its completeness, it's wonderful. And another thing I often contemplate, or something you can't help but contemplate, is she was an outcast, a nobody, for 12 years. 12 whole years. What must her faith have been like? What must her faith have looked like on that day that she touched Jesus's garment? I can imagine she was angry with God. I can imagine she did not understand why this happened to her. I can imagine her being severely depressed. I can imagine her feeling severely alienated from people less than human. I can imagine her faith lay in shreds and ruin. It must have, being imprisoned like that for 12 years. But she had enough faith 
at least enough faith in her fingertip to reach out and to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Brothers and sisters, there's a lesson in that for us today. And there's an unlikely lesson or one we might not have thought about. What she did was sacramental. It was physical. Like we come to church and on our high holy days, although we don't do that every Sunday, but our worship is very physical. We stand, we kneel, we sit. We touch the water in the fonts on our way in the building. We touch our foreheads with holy oil at times. We eat bread, we drink wine. God's grace comes to us physically. And even if we can do nothing more than come through this door and touch the water of our baptism, taste the body of Christ and the blood of heaven, we do an act of faith. And in that act of faith, we are healed. Some of us little by little, some of us spiritually, some of us physically. We are healed. It's important to remember, brothers and sisters, that as this world beats down on us, perhaps in the world we are tried and tested and found wanting, perhaps in the world we are considered or thought of as nobodies, perhaps we feel like nobodies, perhaps we feel outcast, misunderstood. It's important to know when we come here and we touch the water of our baptism, we eat the body and drink the blood of Christ, we are somebody, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Here, in the sacraments, in the life, in the community of this church, we are somebody. Here, we are sons and daughters of the living God. Here, we are brothers and sisters. Here, we touch the hem of Jesus' garment. And we should give thanks for that. And we should remember that even if our faith falters and wanes and waxes, that if we have enough faith to come through those doors, to utter a prayer, to touch the water of our baptism, to eat the body and drink the blood of Christ, we will be made well. Jesus says, do not fear, only believe. Is the world itself as illnesses, as isolations, as trials and tribulations and hardships cause fear into our hearts, we should know that we should only to come here and we're able to touch the hem of Jesus' garments. Believe and not fear what the world does to us. Our salvation is tied to physical acts, the sacraments of the church. And it is here we find hope even in the most hopeless situations. While the world might say there is no hope for you, we say here there is faith and love and joy and help. Here there is hope. Here we find hope in the hopeless. Here we touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Here we are not nobodies. Here we are not outcasts. Here we are not ostracized. Here we are known by name. We are sons and daughters of the living God. Here we are brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Here we are somebody. Here we are healed. 
So never forget, even in the most hopeless of situations, in the most hopeless and desperate of situations, when the world casts you off, even in the case of the death of a daughter of Jairus or the woman with the issue of blood, there is hope. And that hope lies in Jesus Christ. That hope lies in faith in Jesus Christ. That hope lies, and even if your faith is waxing and waning, if you can make it through the doors and utter a prayer, you can touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Brothers and sisters, reach out. Touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Know that you are loved. Know that you are forgiven. Know there is hope. Know that nothing is hopeless. Do not fear. Believe. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.